What's going on, bosses? It's your girl, Andrea, and you are listening to PB and Style. This is the number one podcast for think-ups, startups, and scale-ups to learn how to use authentic marketing in their business. We do that with amazing personal branding techniques. And today on the show, I have with me Mr. Aaron Pearson of Bit Branding. Now, little back story. Aaron and I know each other from the Allen Fairview Chamber. He's a bit of a character, so I'm sure that will come out in the podcast today. Um, but he's going to share with us some information on how to use sales funnels, what sales funnels are, all that good stuff. So if that's something you're struggling with, stay tuned. Welcome to PB and Style, the perfect podcast sandwich where host Andrea Patrick empowers, educates, and encourages you to find your inner influencer and personify their brand. She'll have you tapping into your authentic authority and engaging in a real way. Remember, leadership is a journey, not a destination. Enjoy today's dish. All right, guys. So before we get started, I want to tell you a little bit about Aaron because I loved what he has to say on his website. So you can check this out. Definitely will be in the notes. But he calls himself the chief influencer. That's his creative job title. You'll notice that. But He's a lover of running and he believes um, his best business advice is you were born to win, but to be a winner, you must plan to win, prepare to win and expect to win. And I think that's amazing for what we're going to be talking about today because sales funnels are tricky, hunty, and you do have to have a winner attitude to do them. So welcome, Aaron. Thank you so much for being on the show. Awesome. Thank you for inviting me. It's fun because we're, uh, for those who are listening, we're I don't know, 150 feet away from each other. So it's uh, it's nice to be here. 150 feet away from I mean, I didn't count. It's probably 175. I don't know. Right? Uh, I feel like it's probably not that far apart. We're within hugging distance. Yes, we are. We have hugged probably at least. Have we hugged? Yeah. Have we ever hugged? Yes. I don't know. Yes. I've, I think I've... we had a half hug at the chamber meeting last week, This this week. Okay. Well, that's, that's only because I was feeding you. Like I was telling you about food. Oh yeah, yeah that's true. Okay. Yeah. Well, if you want a full hug, you <laughs> hand, you, you, you got to hand me the food. <laughs> no, I did. One. I did hug your mom earlier this week too. Uh, yeah, I heard about that, guys. Um, so my mom is an amazing cook. Yes, she is. And she um, has moved to the area, and um, she cooks way too much. And she's used to cooking for all my cousins <laughs> and aunts, and everybody comes on Sunday dinner. And she was like, I need to get rid of some of this food. And I told Aaron, I was like, hey, I almost invited you because they live in the same complex. I said, hey, we, we almost invited you to, to dinner on Sunday. And he goes, well, well, that's rude. <laughs> it was rude. Why do you say I almost invited you to something? Like, hey, I have this awesome thing for you. Like, whatever. But I'm going to tell you about it after the fact. Hey, hey. So anyway, I end up inviting him and he went and got food. So she's been bothering me because she wants to know if you liked it. Did you oh, tell her? yes. So my wife and I shared it that night because we had already partially eaten and we were like, okay, this is really good. So we ate part of it. And then we actually still have half of one left that we're sharing with my mother-in-law because she's watching my baby today. Aww. So we'll also have three people messing, eating with it. But um, yeah, no, it was she's, a... She was concerned. She's one of those that cooks. It's a love. Like it's her love language. And oh, so, so I need to text her and tell yeah, her. Yeah, so if we don't okay. tell her she it was delicious, then she's like, well, he must not have liked it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, after this, I will text her because, yeah, okay. yes. Yeah, she's sensitive like that. Okay, so I want to get into these sales funnels things because um, I came to you, what, last year or whatever? 20, yeah, 2018, 2019. Yeah, so I have a course, uh, The Marketing Matrix, which we are really trying to get um, out in second quarter. 
And so I went to Aaron. I know about sales phones. I know how they work. But it's one of those things where if you, and I don't want to, I don't want to say it. Well, I'm just going to say it. It's one of those things where if you are a one woman show or a one man show and you are wearing every single hat in your business, mm-hmm. to me, a sales funnel is just one of those things that you just don't want to have to deal with because there's so many factors involved that have to be monitored and the testing that has to be done. And if you're trying to just create and just get exposure and stuff, it's hard to do that mm-hmm. and manage the sales funnel and do it effectively. That's just my opinion. Yeah, effectively, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I think it's also, to, I mean, maybe this is encouragement to you. A lot of us, and you know, me included, but just a lot of the businesses we work with and just even talk, they try to complicate it way too much. Mm-hmm. So a phrase that I've stolen recently is that you should just keep it super simple and then get ninja later. Okay. But most people wait so long to get something out, which, like you said in the beginning, we talked for a year, and I'm sure you have an amazing product now that you could have already been selling. <laughs> selling. Yes. <laughs> And just get it out there and then fix the things later. You'll yeah. figure you'll actually fix them faster because you're like, hey, people are buying this or I'm figuring out what's going wrong. And then you can fix it because you're like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry about that. This is a new product. Right. And be- but by that point, you already have the money. And so you have the funds to actually fix it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. Yes. I guess I'll give him that. God, I guess. So hopefully you guys are listening and she's going to release the product very soon. Maybe some pressure. So second quarter <laughs> starts in a couple of weeks, depending <laughs> on when we're recording this. So hopefully by April... Uh, she'll have a product for you. By soon. It's By coming. soon. <laughs> hey, pre- this is pressure. You're going to have to edit it out. I'm not editing it out. It's real life. This is real world, people. Okay, so let's talk about a sales funnel. What okay. is it? Okay, so I think that if you confuse, you lose. That's a big uh, um, like a story brand marketing mm-hmm. technique. So a sales funnel is really very simply taking somebody from point A to point B through a purchase. And that purchase could be um, you're buying my water bottle, you saw it at the store and you knew you needed a water bottle so you purchased it. Or like what we're talking about online, somebody comes into your world, however that is, and they go through a process of being able to purchase. Now, if it's something that's like, I, I always say anything that's less than $50 can be an impulse buy. Mm-hmm. So you could have the easiest thing ever where it's like, hey, they see the product and it's amazing creative, like a good video or picture or something like that. And then they go purchase right away. Now, there are some things that cost a little bit more money that need more, uh, I guess, nurturing mm-hmm. to make that happen. But a sales funnel could be very simple. Hey, you saw this product. I showed you this video or I showed you this ad or something, and then you made this purchase. Um, so it's just literally walking people through a journey, and there's three stages to it. But go ahead. I feel no, like no, no. You go, go ahead and say the three stages because I want to know. Yeah, so the three stages are awareness, so they have to be aware of your product, mm-hmm. consideration, and engagement because – Consideration needs, means that they have to at least be considering something like that product. So there has to be a problem you're solving there. And then I say consideration slash engagement because you could have this problem, but you you hate my water bottle because I lost my real one, so you don't like this water bottle here, Cabana Sports. Um, and so you don't engage with this kind of water bottle. But you may see another ad 30 minutes later for a water bottle, and you're like, oh, that's, that's it. Yeah. So consideration slash engagement. And then the next part is decision. You have to decide whether or not you're going to purchase my water bottle or somebody else's. Mm-hmm. So each one of those stages are part of the funnel. And, and don't think that there's a lot more steps that some people add. I just think it's those three. Like, Just, you, just, con- just simplified. Yes. It's three simple stages. Three simple stages. So the challenge, though, is for me was not the stages. It was all the components that make up the stage like like what like the attracting someone to the um attracting someone to the funnel in the first place right so you want to 
get them on an email list, get them to engage with you some kind of a way. Mm-hmm. So you have to create that thing that's going to make them opt in, if you will. Mm-hmm. So that can be a little t- – because that, that has been a lot of the struggle for me because my service is a very abstract service. Like So we're both in the marketing field. Right. We do completely different things. Yours is a little bit more fancy and shiny because they get this beautiful end result. For mm-hmm. me, it is the mindset that has to happen, in my in my opinion, is the mindset. People mind, say the woo-woo. The yeah. woo-woo, yeah. right, that's going to help them with your stage. But they don't want that part. They just mm-hmm. want that end result part. So the messaging has been how do you – for me, the challenge with this funnel has been how do you get people to recognize that their real main issue is that they don't really know what they want. Mm-hmm. And until they do, they're going to spend a bunch of money on someone like you because you got to test it and figure it out and help them through the process because that they don't know. Mm-hmm. So so in the sales funnel process, that has been a lot of the challenge. It's like, OK, what is the met? How do we. I know what I'm saying and I know what you need, mm-hmm. but you don't. Mm-hmm. So, OK, it's been. Uh, and I just realized, it's funny, I just realized, I have this uh, uh, lead magnet, and I call it the Highway 8, the road to your inner influencer, right? Okay. So I've had this for a while, and I wasn't really getting a lot of opt-ins from it, right? And I was like, okay, what is it? What is it? So I'm doing all my research and stuff. This is all the stuff that's going on before I get to you. Because mm-hmm. I see him, guys, at Chamber, and I'm like, okay, it's coming, I promise. I'm going to get this funnel to you. But he makes me feel better, because he's like, oh, I'm too busy for you anyway. Oh, please. <laughs> So I don't have time for you right now. So just take your time. No, I'm just messing. But anyway, so the thing is, what I realized in my research was people don't know what the road to the inner influencer is. So that's they're like, that's I don't know. I don't need that because I don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. But if I were to change it slightly and say, you know, this is a blueprint to understanding how to effectively work with your marketing team mm-hmm. or something like that, yeah. then people are like, oh, I need a blueprint to yeah. effectively connect with my marketing team. Mm-hmm. So I just, I mean, but these are just tweaks that I just, as a matter of fact, I think I might use that title because I've been trying to figure out a title. But those are some of the things that even though the sales funnel itself is simple, these are some of the subtext of yeah. those those things that people need to consider, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, the lead magnet, I guess a lead magnet to clarify is just like basically anything that you can get to capture somebody's email address because that's what it's a magnet yeah yeah. (laughs) we're trying to attract people and attach them to what we have to offer right um and so we've we're we're doing that as well but um something that's really important is is that messaging and i think that that's something that we've kind of had a clarification on and something that's like the new way of creating content and for you it'd be very beneficial because um a lot of people don't know what you offer or the value that you could bring be bringing right and the reason for that you know at the end of the day um not to point fingers but it all comes back to us and so we got to figure out a way to to convey it better right so for you there's basically three different types and i always say video because video outside of going in person is the best thing because you can see all you can basically feel all emotions right i can tell if you're being serious i can tell if you're being charismatic I can hear your tone. I can hear everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can almost get a feeling too, like, okay, this person cares right, and I right. get that. So the three types of videos that you have to create are connection videos. So what I would say for you is that, do you, okay, so let's just play a game here. I'm asking you a question. Um, who's your specific target audience? Uh, women who are, like I said, think up startups or scale up. So these are people who are considering starting a business but don't really know what to do. Okay. Have a business that they just started and not really sure how to leverage what they know to attract people. 
or a scale up who is like, okay, I've been doing this for a while, but I started it with more traditional marketing, word of mouth type thing, and I'm ready to move it to a more digital space. Okay. So someone who needs to learn how to connect their their personality mm-hmm. to their messaging to attract the right audience for them. So that's my demographic. Usually they're women, you know, 25 to 55, something like that. Okay. So that's the part that I would want to d- dive deeper on and is that psychographics. Are they married? Do they have kids? Um, are they affluent? They are women who, like me, who are very intelligent and skilled in what they do, the service or product they offer. Mm-hmm. They're just not quite sure how to connect that to the audience they're trying to attract. So they've been okay. uh, they've been out there trying to do uh, Facebook ads because somebody told them to, but they're just throwing money at it. They've been out there networking, but not really doing anything with cards they collect. Or they've been doing Facebook Lives because somebody told them to, but they're not really doing anything to capture any outside information to get them off of social media. They think social media is just like the end all for everything, and they Mm -hmm. don't realize that that's just the beginning. So that's my audience. Uh, That's kind of who they are. I haven't given her a name yet. Okay, we got to give her the identity. So my point for this, let's just say they are married. And let's say that their identities are that they care about family. And the reason they're starting their business or their sync up or right. startup or anything. Is to help supplement income or to yes. help save for a vacation or whatever their reasons are. Yeah. Right? what? Yeah. So their identity is that they want to feel valuable in the household and not just like, it's not the not take care. Not just be. Right. Yeah. Right. And it's let's let's point this out here that uh, a stay-at-home mom, if that's the case or whatever, is the yes, hardest job. They are. It's, it's very difficult. You're right. But yes, you're right. The woman who went to college, got the degree, or or worked her way up in her profession, now wants to start a business, or she's been a stay-at-home mom, and that has not been validating for her because she has this 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 intelligence and she wants to share it. Yeah. That was me. So yes, I am my demographic the woman who went to college who got the degree wanted to use it ended up having a family life changed the course of her life for sure and now she is trying to get back into working or she's trying to scale up what she already has okay so then the connection video for you would be which is step one you have to make a connection so i would say all aspiring entrepreneurs who are mothers or like all mothers who are entrepreneurs or business owners are the best or like all mothers are will make amazing business owners mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so it just gets you to the point where like okay if you're not a mom you're not opting in if you're not a mom who's thinking about starting a business you're not opting in but right. then you start about talking about the aspirations and say okay i'm a mom and i wanted to do something more i'm intelligent i wanted to do something to use my intelligence i wanted to do things that were going to impact people i wanted to provide for my family i wanted to do this and now you're creating a connection with your audience that's like hey wait i'm a mom i've thought about starting a business i don't know how i don't know what to do but like i don't know who this person is but i'm drawn to this person and this idea so that's the connection video and then the next step after that is that you need to create a thought reversal video and connection video is also uh, and I basically like change it out or interchangeably with the North Star. So like, what is it we're going after? Right, What's right, that? right, right. So what is that? So if def- I were doing, if I were doing a course on productivity and workflow, then it would be, you know, you're a mom and you're trying to juggle all these hats and you're trying to figure out how to get it done more effectively so that you have time for yourself for your bubble bath or something like that. Yeah. Or even bigger than that, not just a bubble bath. Like why, why is having that bubble bath more important than like, you need, for- your, need your woosa. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, I mean I don't, but yes, I, I understand. 
He just had a baby, so he's not yet in the point where he's like, I need to leave my children away from me. No, I want to hold her all day. (laughs) Yeah, it'll change. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I think physically it will change because, you know, you can't really hold like 80 Yeah, eventually a teenage girl you will want to like leave outside in the cold. Yeah, mm -hmm. especially your dad. Talk to my husband about that. Mm. He'll be sitting on the sofa with a shotgun just waiting on that guy to come to the door. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, absolutely. You'll have the prom date going, uh, buddy, uh, she better come back the way she left. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, dance is at 7 to s- and uh, you'll be back by 7.30. You're right, it's 7.22. <laughs> yeah. I want you back by 7. But yes, go ahead. Yeah. So the next step is that thought reversal. So you may believe that there isn't something out there for you or there's not something proven. There's nothing that... Like, what's a common misconception in your industry for a woman-owned business owner? Like, what's something that, that people believe that's not true? Um, that you believe, that you believe or not believe that's not mm, true? For a while, I thought I had to be every woman. And I had to do all these things before I could get to myself. So it's mm-hmm. more sacrificial. I was more sacrificial. Okay. So then the controversial video or the polarizing video would be, you have to focus on yourself first to be successful in business. Right. So that's that polarizing video. And you go in and say like, hey, people who focus on a lot of this other stuff, that's fine. But let me tell you what it's like because I've been through it. Right. And let me tell you why this is what I stand for. Now, you're going to turn away some people. And that's the point. That's the point, yeah. Is to turn that's the other misconception about anything in marketing is that we're supposed to talk to everybody. Yeah. But the goal is to whittle it down to mm-hmm. the right people. Yeah, those people who raise their hands and say yes. Right. What is that law? What is that? Um, something about a thousand subscribers what is that oh a thousand true fans a thousand true fans yeah yeah, yeah. where you get the true ones and those is, so it might just be a thousand but yeah. those are the ones that are going to be your ride or dies mm-hmm. and are going to want everything you have yeah they said to be a seven figure business it, i don't know if it's multiple or not but if you need if you only have a thousand true fans you can be you can easily be a seven seven figure business which a thousand people is really not i mean it's a lot it's but not it's a really- lot of people but it's Getting them can be quite trying when you, again, when you're not really sure on how to attract the right people in the first place. Mm-hmm. So I know people who have tons and tons of followers, but they can't, they can't lead them to water to make them yeah. drink. <laughs> yes. It's like, yes, um, there you are. Just stay over there, yeah. but I can't get you to come. Yeah, to I can't get you to come over here. So, yeah. So that, so we're talking about sales funnels, but the, we had to dive a little bit deeper into it mm-hmm. because it's not like you gave these three amazing steps, which we're going to recap on the back end of this in case you missed it. But um, there are some sub factors in there. And that's what I was talking about. The struggle that the reason I haven't gotten my, my uh, mm-hmm. stuff to you is that I've been trying to kind of make sure that I have all of my elements in place so that I'm not trying to redo them. I don't, I don't like that. Again, you have to know yourself, Aaron, mm-hmm. like that whole fly by the seat of your pants thing is not me. Mm-hmm. I have to have, I have to have at least a framework. Yeah. If I don't have a framework, then I feel like I'm, yeah, it's lost and anxiousness. I, I don't, I don't like it. I don't like that feeling. So that's why I have to like, have something up. So, But you'll be proud. I'm, do, I'm doing really well. Good. Maybe she'll give you guys an update next week. Yeah, it's, 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 it's coming along. I'm telling you. It's coming along. I'm doing well. All right. So now who should consider a sales funnel for their business? Well, everybody has a sales funnel. Let's just point like that. This is one of those things like everybody. Right. Everybody has a, this is what I have. Do you want it? Buy yeah. it. Thank mm-hmm. you. But so everybody not everybody has, has a, an effective an sales funnel. An effective sales funnel. Right. So who would you suggest? Though so for me, like I have a course. Mm-hmm. So my sales funnel, like you said, maybe a little bit more in depth because we've got to attract them. We've got to nurture them because it's going to be more than $50. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so then you got to convert or whatever. So if someone were, what are some like, 
I guess we're not really talking about the people who have the water bottle Mm -hmm. because that is probably going to be a little bit more. Hey, guys, I've got a water bottle. Mm -hmm. And then they have to decide, do I want your water bottle or do I want someone else's water bottle? But for a little bit longer of a sales funnel, tell Mm -hmm. me tell me who who do you think should start considering that? Well, I mean, really, any any service based business needs Mm -hmm. to have some kind of um, purchasing funnel mm-hmm. and anybody who sells a digital product online mm-hmm. so if mainly if your business is online or you want to grow your business online you have to have a sales funnel mm-hmm. especially if you can't go meet with everybody so we're both part of the chamber but if we didn't go to the chamber the question is if you didn't go to the chamber you didn't have referrals would you be able to have your business still mm-hmm. and so it, it i guess it's more so, so that you don't have any gaps in your business so that you can still survive if there's something going on for example we're talking right now and there's the coronavirus so a lot of people are freaking out some people some businesses are affected um having a good sales funnel online kind of alleviates any type of stress that you would have because they should still have a proven system to bring in business exactly yeah that's good that's really good so now what are some common misconceptions about this purchasing funnel are you suffering from paralysis by analysis has the stress fear and overwhelm finally set in from being on the hamster wheel that is comparison i get it Distractions, frustrations, and self-doubt can get us and keep us stuck. My one-on-one coaching program helps you tap into your personal brand and then leverage it to increase engagement and conversions through my Be The Brand approach to strategic marketing. Get off the hamster wheel. Book a call with me today. Visit AndreaPatrick.com forward slash coach. That's really good. So now, what are some common misconceptions about this purchasing funnel that you've had people say? Mm. That's good. Um, that it has to have a ton of steps. Mm-hmm. So some people, uh, we always go with the minimum viable funnel, mm-hmm. meaning that like what's the shortest path to mm-hmm. get somebody to purchase? Because the longer they stay through the funnel, the more cost it is. So if you get to, say for example, you sell a 497 product, if you spend three months trying to acquire- Trying to nurture them and mm-hmm. get them in the funnel, yeah. Yeah, then you lose money. Yeah. So then it's like you would have been better off doing a $97 product and getting more people through it because it would have been in two or three days versus uh, months. Yes. So That's so smart. Yeah. Because we do spend a ton of time on it mm -hmm. thinking, and and you have this list. That goes back to those thousand true subscribers or true fans because you can have an email list of, you know, five, six thousand people or even if it's just five or six hundred people, but if only – one person is opening it, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> then you continuously sending emails to nurture those other 499 is a waste of your time because they're not, they're not really engaging with you. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like a, a good sales funnel, like you need, okay, I guess for a good sales funnel, depending on the product you should be telling, and I've talked to, talked to you about this before, you should validate the market and talk to your audience and sell the product before you build it mm-hmm. because there's so much effort and time and everything that goes into that product. Now, I think you should have a framework and you should be able to build it, but think about it this way. The product should be able to be built in a weekend hmm. because I mean, you're, I'm not saying that you can't have, you have, you have to have like your landing pages and you have to have all of the sales pages and stuff like that, but you can be marketing it ahead of time, tell people about it and get them interested and then build that sales page and then have the framework for your course. Cause you can't just make up a course over the weekend. I don't think that's possible, but you do have that framework right? and you go record the videos and you know, the titles and everything yeah, and you yeah, go yeah. record it all that weekend, but then you don't waste all the time. You're like, wait, I wanted to give these people, which 
I guess to answer all that, to answer that question is the common misconception is that we know what our audience wants. So we go and create a product. But right. Then that was my mistake for the first few courses that I did. You created a product you wanted. I created they- the product that I thought, okay, this is what they need to know. And so I created these products. And so I probably have, this was years and years ago. Mm-hmm. The one I'm creating now, I read the book. The What's the book? Russell Branson, the book. Mm-hmm. I can't think of the name of the book. Uh, I didn't. Well, I can't, there's a couple of them, but which one did I say? The uh, one that really talks about the sales funnels, like um, Expert Secrets. Mm-hmm, Expert okay. Secrets. So I I read that book and I was like, ah, because a lot I was paying people. Can you believe I was paying content creators? You can pay me if you'd like. Well, no, I'm gonna pay you later. <laughs> I <laughs> I was paying people to help me write content. Now I am a decent writer. I think I do a really good job. So I was like. I just hate that I have to pay these people because I don't know how to write sales copy. Mm-hmm. So I read this book and I'm like, well, doggone it. I don't know how to do this. I can do these things. This is crazy. And so I just wasted time on that. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then I, I, I realized that like I had the framework for the course, but instead of just throwing it out there, like you said, I wanted to test it. I wanted to get people to help me build it out. So I didn't understand what you said because when we were first talking about it, you were like, oh, I'd sell it and then I'd just go create it whenever they bought it. And I was like, I can't do that. But basically, you do have to have a framework. Mm-hmm. It does. You don't build the whole course out. You have your outline of what you want to share. Mm-hmm. And then you go through it and you talk to the people and let them give you what they want to hear from a course of this magnitude and then you go in and fill in the gaps yeah and you let people know that hey this this is the first iteration you guys are getting lifetime value it's going to get better and you're getting the best deal right exactly because i'm going to sell it right now to you to two for 297 yeah i plan on selling it for 997 in a year right but i need you guys to give me feedback and i'm gonna give you an amazing deal and right. give you hands-on experience things you're getting in early like people right. love to be first to market they love right. to know in this tribe of community like hey us 20 people who bought it early like we're going to work together. We're going to make this better. There's going to be more people in here that you're going to help. Like you add the value to people that way. Right. But see, I didn't understand that in the beginning, you know, cause I, like, again, I was the one that did the course before people knew mm-hmm. before I knew what they wanted. So the point we're making guys with this, with this whole idea of a sales funnel and that this was one element of it. And you don't have to have everything ready right now. Right. The idea is to sell it, uh, promote it, market it and get the people in, ask the questions, do the research, and then you can build it out later but you build it out faster because you have somewhat of a framework to help you out well and you have the pressure too because are you going to let these 20 or 30 people or whoever how many people down like right hey guys they pay you, this money and mm-hmm. they're expecting something yes to be, but you got to get it get them to something yeah i've known like seven figure course creators who did something on a friday said they launched it they paid for it and they're like hey guys uh the first three modules are going to be ready on monday and we'll have the rest of the course by next friday and people are like okay no problem that happened to me that's what i did i was yeah. like yeah okay guys this is the deal i've got Lesson one out, um, and we'll be ready to start this day. And lesson two, so that's yeah, mm-hmm. that's what that's exactly what I did. So I'm almost done with those lessons. Ha ha. There we go. All right. So, all right. Now, what are some advantages to creating this funnel for a product or a service? Now we talked about the idea that um, you know it's 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 everyone has to have one, whether it's short or it's long. Mm-hmm. Um, but for those of us who like those solopreneurs out there who aren't thinking like that, it's a mindset thing. First of all, I think we kind of need to get that, um, understood is that a sales funnel is not just, Hey, I have this bottle and I'm going to sell this bottle. It's as simple as that, but you still have to know who you want to sell the bottle to. Mm-hmm. And you've got to understand why they would want your bottle, but there, there has to be some other things in there. Yeah. But so 
what are these advantages for creating a, a little bit more of a intentional funnel, I'll say. Yeah, it's predictability so, mm. and it's scalability. So the, those two things are the one thing, they're the two things that people want in their business. They want predictable income and they want to be able to take their business to the next level without having to work more. It's almost impossible. And there's probably some people, but it's almost impossible. People dream of working from their laptop in Tahiti as a one-man band. I and, dream of that. Yeah, it's impossible. It's one of those, <laughs> it's one of those utopias. It's not real. Don't don't bust my bubble. So um, I'm a realist. But <laughs> he is. He busts my bubbles all the time. It's okay. I'd rather bust your bubble and her think of me as a realist than to some guy who just some fantasy man that yeah. just tells me all this gumdrops and roses of everything. Yes. And then I fall and hurt myself. Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh wait, you told me life was perfect, yeah. and this is just fall the yellow brick road. Yeah. Um. So no, I think it's the scalability. Without a funnel, you cannot scale the business because you don't know your numbers because yes. you don't know because they're so inconsistent throughout everything. Like, oh, where'd your leads come from? Well, I got a referral last week. One guy did buy online. Well, how did he buy online? Well, th there was a friend of a friend who referred him one time. Okay, great. Do you have affiliates set up? Right. So like you just don't know where business is coming from and you have no idea how to, and if you don't know where it's coming from, it's hard for you to say, that's working. Let me double down on it. Right. And then the predictability. People want to know, hey, I'm going to make at least Two thousand or right. five thousand or twenty thousand dollars. I shut a month. down my business. I shut down every year, um, like taking appointments and things like that, uh, mid December. And mm -hmm. it's in from December to January when everybody comes back to work from Christmas. Mm -hmm. I do that. I look at my revenue, like where is my revenue going to come from this year, and then I try to set out a plan to start to make that revenue. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that's really important because you do have to know your numbers. It's one way to figure it out. Like, and you can see where you are with your goals. If my goal was to sell X amount of courses in between second quarter and the end of the year, where did I fall short? What am I doing to make the goal? Yeah. And you can start to measure that and weigh it against where you need to spend your time mm -hmm. so that we can stay on task with our funnel. Now saying that, talking about that, I use, um, there's a spreadsheet I bought um, from a lady online, Megan Mins. I'll link that below because it was a really good revenue spreadsheet. But that's a tool. Uh, tell me what other tools you can use uh, to create uh, an effective sales funnel. Uh, well, I mean, probably one of the most popular ones and that we've talked about before is ClickFunnels. It's, mm -hmm. it's probably the easiest and most entry level to creating a predictable sales funnel to move you from one stage to the next stage. So mm -hmm. ClickFunnels is one. Um, we use ClickFunnels. Uh, we also use Instapage. Uh, Instapage is like a landing page builder, but you can move things across. There are some other tools that are needed for that, like mm -hmm. you know Zapier, which basically connects other apps on the web to mm -hmm. make something happen. Um, and then we use Calendly to schedule like appointments. So depending, if you're a service-based business, it's a little bit different. Mm -hmm. um, so you want to send somebody to a landing page and then potentially upsell them or whatever. Right. That's fine. But you, then you would need other tools for it. But ClickFunnels for the most part has it all inside of one place. It's just a little, in my opinion, a little clunky, but mm. uh, there's plenty of people who've made seven, eight, nine, ten 10 figures um, off you of ClickFunnels. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So guys, it seems like number one, you should have a sales funnel. You have a cell phone. That's the thing. You have one. You just mm -hmm. don't know what you're doing with it yet, maybe. Yeah. So the first step is to identify exactly what your sales funnel looks like now mm -hmm. and then tweak it, make adjustments so that it's a more effective sales funnel for you. And then next you want to 
make sure you have all those tools in place for whatever your sales funnel is going to be. But Aaron, share with us one last time those three steps, just a simple sales funnel steps. Yeah, absolutely. So step number one is awareness. They have to know who you are. The second step is kind of two-part. So it's consideration. They want to consider purchasing your product. And then engagement. You want them to engage some way, whether it's an email, whether it's a like, whether it's going to your website. They want an engagement. And then the last part of it is a decision. They have to make a decision. They may choose you or not choose you, but that's the final stage there is they have to make a decision. So those are the three stages. All right. So And all of those stages are relative to what it is you're selling, whether Mm -hmm. it's a product or a service. Mm -hmm. Um, And so just identify how you want to make people aware of you. Mm -hmm. Identify how you want to engage with them and get them to connect with you. And then identify what you want that conversion to be. What is that decision going to be? So that's what you need to do to create an amazing sales funnel for your business thank you so much for being on the show with me today Aaron. i really appreciate it awesome no it was fun don't forget to call my mom and tell her you like the food i will i'll I'll probably text her but yeah (laughs) yeah text her okay so do you have anything coming up with bit branding that we should know about i know you have a program that you you promote in um the chamber that might be viable for people listening yeah so there's two things that we do um one of them is and i call them done with you or done for you so done for you is more of like the you're going to buy a nice vehicle you're going to get luxury service and we do that product or that service for you and that's a leads accelerator um we're the only people who've created it so that's just a tip for people is you should never compete and Hey, I've run Facebook ads and I've been on a lot of podcasts and whatever else. Like, I don't want to be the Facebook ads guy. I want right. to be the Leads Accelerator <laughs> guy. So we offer the Leads Accelerator and it's an application only program. So it's just apply.bitbranding.co and you just apply there and find out if you're a good fit to uh, be part of our program to generate more leads, uh, specifically more so for service-based businesses. And then the other one is if you're local um, and it will be online soon, it's called the Local Marketing Academy. And this is a done with you type of service. So we will teach on a topic, do a hands-on workshop. You've got to do the work. We're not going to do it for you, but we're going to give you the insights so you don't spend 10 hours looking on Google trying to figure out and guess if this works. And that's localmarketing.academy. And so that's a membership based for like local business owners who want to try to make an impact on digital. Awesome. All right, guys, we will make sure we have all of that in the link uh, section below in our show notes. So if that's something that you're interested in, make sure you grab those links and go see what Bit Branding has going on. Thank you so much for listening today. Uh, again, this is PB and Style, the place, the number one place for think up startups and scale ups to use authentic marketing to help them grow their business and increase engagement and conversions. Thanks again for listening. Don't forget to join Andrea over on our website where all the deliciousness really happens at andreapatrick.com. You can also find her on Facebook at AF Patrick Consult. Twitter at Andrea F. Patrick, LinkedIn at AF Patrick, and Instagram at AF Patrick. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.